Hello, ho. this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Blue Viper. Um, happy Friday, yeah, it is, uh, you know, it's Friday, June 17th, 2022, and, uh, you know, um, I woke up real early today. And, you know, immediately just took a Rioja for a walk. Um, yep, uh, you know, got the, you know, the, got the Ford um, started uh, nice and early today. And um, we went for um, a walk in the, uh, in the woods. Uh, you know, it was actually across the, uh, across some fields, you know, down by the river. Um, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of this and uh, up and down side to side. You know, mountain here, a little uh, crevasse over there, a little valley, and then uh, back and forth, uh, up and down, and uh, side to side. Eventually, making our way through um, some um, some young uh, cornfields here. You know, um, the um, uh, you know the corn uh, stalks are just starting to grow. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier how I was very impressed with um, you know the the neat rows that the that the farmers had laid down of these. Uh, you know these uh these seedlings and they're really starting to sprout right now yes they are um and they are uh, i would say already about a, a foot a uh, foot uh tall yeah something like that about a foot and um and so we just uh, did a little walk around you know uh and it's a really just a beautiful day here just a beautiful beautiful friday um it really is i hope your day is uh, going well i hope you have a, a you know beautiful weather wherever you are and if you don't you know remember that uh that uh beauty is in the eye of the beholder as the saying goes meaning that um no matter what the weather is you can always make the day beautiful if you just you know uh, change your perspective but um that is you know uh that is what it is and i am currently wearing a, a yellow t-shirt yes you heard that here a yellow t-shirt uh khakis and uh black sandals with white logos and i am currently sipping on a delicious beverage out of a uh, brown bottle oh yeah god that's good um and you know actually i actually um that's um this delicious beverage is actually my treat for uh getting in some exercise in as well already this morning um after our walk uh you know i made sure to you know immediately just start hitting the bag yeah i gave that bag a little a little one two a little one two combo a little little jab a little hook you know what i mean and uh did that for a while and um and also got some uh some laps in yeah i got some laps in um and uh you know had to also empty out the filter basket um so that was great and um and what else so i did that already you know you know no no we're just going checking things right off the list here right off the list and um by the way i just want to mention i actually started yesterday the uh, new season of peaky blinders yes the peaky blinders um, you know, uh, I had, um, really been a fan of, uh, you know, the, the, well, I would say the, the first five seasons, I really was a fan of them, you know, uh, Thomas Shelby is a fantastic character, and, um, 
and uh, I think his name is uh, uh, Cillian Murphy, the the actor who plays Thomas Shelby. He's a fantastic actor as well. Um, so it's just a it's a great show. It really is. I think this is supposed to be the last season. This is the the sixth season. I think it's supposed to be the last. I am not sure. Either way, I started it yesterday. The, that would be the sixth season, and it is off to a great start, and I am quite excited uh, to keep going with it here. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and um, just wanted to mention that. And but you know, you know, why don't we just uh, why don't we just dive? Why don't we just dive right in, shall we? And we're diving. And the price of Bitcoin today is twenty thousand five hundred and thirty USD. The block height is seven four one one seven zero. And that's that right there. That's that. You know, I love it. I absolutely do love it. Um, what do we got? Trending stories of the day. Anything good? Anything worth mentioning? Number one from people. Kelly Ripa says, and daughter turning twenty one with a last hurrah overseas before she's off the family nipple. Um, so where's she? Um. It's Lola Consuelo's 21st birthday and the live host shared on Thursday's show. Okay, that's just great. You know, I'm really just, this is just great. Um, so what's, where's the, where's it supposed to be? Where's the last hurrah supposed to be? Huh? Yeah, they don't say. At least I can't, maybe they don't, they don't get it. Am I missing something? She actually had a trip planned, says Rip, overseas vacation is serving as Lola's last hurrah. Are they not mentioning it? Oh my god. You're kidding me. You really are kidding me. They're not mentioning it. They're not saying where the last hurrah is going to be. Overseas. Okay. At least give us a continent. Jesus Christ. I mean, what? This is just so absurd. Yeah, no wonder, you know, no wonder. I'm. Mean, what can I expect on People Magazine here? Uh, I mean, come on, people. It's just absurd. You could at least give a continent. Is that too much? Is that too much to ask? I mean, give us something. Last hurrah overseas. Okay. I mean, that could be, you know, the Gobi Desert. You know, that could be where she's having her la her last hurrah. Or it could be, you know, the rainforest. Okay? I mean, come on. Give us something. We're out here. You know, we're just, you know, we're finishing up a pandemic. There's a, you know, there's a war in Europe. You know, everything's just going the way of the, of the Dahudo. And, you know, and people can't even remember. Or what could be much worse, that it was on purpose, um, is to, to mention where this uh, last hurrah was going to be of Lola Consuelos. I mean, I get it that you don't want to dox her or where she's going. I, I totally get that. But, you know, saying the continent, you know, isn't going to get all the paparazzi and everybody, you know, to go out and be like, oh, okay, now we know exactly where she is. Okay, no, definitely not. You could at least come up with something that would make it more entertaining for the readers here. Okay, so what we're going to say is that that was a horrible article. So absolutely horrible. And um, yeah, so sorry, people. That was an absolutely horrendous article. 
And we're moving on to number two from USA Today. Wondering if the cooked chicken in your fridge is still edible? Here's how long it will last. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see here. Let's see if we have a clear answer. Uh, we have a clear answer. Three to four days cooked leftovers, including chicken, be consumed within three to four days. This is according to um, USDA. Um, given that chicken has been refrigerated at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or less during those days. Cooked chicken can last up to four months in the freezer if the chicken has been kept frozen continuously. So if it's in the refrigerator, um, you got three to four days, and you know that's when the um, your uh, your timer runs out. So number three from the Wall Street Journal: How to know when switching jobs could get harder? You know I don't have a subscription to this Wall Street Journal, um, so um, you know who knows number four from uh, AED which is architectural digest toward the ultimate coastal grandma retreat in Maine oh this is cool Maine is beautiful um, I actually you know I took up the uh, I took the Ford up to uh, you know on a trip on a fall uh, a trip uh, a road trip fall road trip last last fall and I actually did about uh, two months in the uh, in the Northeast, uh, and the North, the American Northeast, is some of the most beautiful country in the world. I would say, um, I'm really not uh, exaggerating. I'm really not. It is beautiful if you've ever really gone up in there. Um, so I went all the way through, uh, you know, uh, New York State, uh, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, and uh, and Maine, and it was so beautiful i mean i got in the in maine i, I went uh and spent time in the allagash yeah what you know about the allagash oh yeah i went deep in the allagash oh yeah and uh, i even made it all the way up to uh fort kent and um for those who don't know fort kent is you know it's right there at the you know the border with uh with canada and Fort Kent is um, also where um, where where Highway One is, and it was actually where the um, the first um, uh, the first miles of the of uh, the uh, uh, if the uh, the highway system were laid. Yeah, at Fort Kent is where Mile One is, and with all those you know all those markers. And all of those, you know, the different uh, highway numbers throughout the country. Yeah, number one um, starts in a uh, Fort Kent. That's what. It, that's where it is. All the way up there, right there at the um, at the border with uh, with Canada. Um, um, so I don't know if it's the highway system or the freeway system, or if there's a difference there. But mile one is, uh, you know, right there, Fort Kent. So I made it all the way up there, and. Um, and it's so beautiful it really is and then i don't want to go into deeply but also in new hampshire you have uh, the white mountain national park and then which absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful there's actually a road there uh, i'm missing it what it's called but there's like a highway a scenic highway there that's absolutely beautiful through the whites right there and then in the green mountain national uh, park which is one of my favorites it's so amazing in uh in vermont um and then you have, uh, you know, obviously the the Adirondacks in uh, upstate New York. So beautiful, 
absolutely beautiful. Um, so that whole area is just fantastic. Um, but um, so this is talking about the the coastal part of Maine. Um, I, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. It really is. I was more in the um, in the interior of Maine, but um, I did you know for a, for a second you know get um, some uh, you know through the get some coastal towns in. It's a different thing. It's it's absolutely beautiful though. Um, definitely recommend. It's it really is beautiful. So this just seems like a great article if you're into that. Um, uh, it's got different uh, pictures here of of uh interior uh 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 of interior rooms here in these um in these uh in these houses along the uh the coast of uh of maine so uh that seems to be quite nice um but you know um that's that and Anyways, it is Friday, isn't it? It's Friday, which is always great. It really is always great that it's Friday. Um, but you know, let's just you know what have we been talking about recently? I don't even know. You know, it's just it's the end of the week. It's been a long week. I'm looking at a cardinal, I think, right outside my window here. Actually, it might be the. It might not be a cardinal. See, here's the thing. It's the it's a red bird with a like a black uh, face here. And the thing is, that might not be the cardinal because there's also the um the the tanager tanager bird. Um, I think that's a tanager bird right there. Uh, the the summer tanager bird is that what that is? No, can't be. Maybe what is that the cardinal? Or was it the cardinal? Maybe it was the cardinal. It didn't look like the cardinal because it didn't have like the crest. I know those the cardinals have that crest there. Can it, but it did have, maybe it is the cardinal. Why didn't it have the crest? Does the crest only, it's like it, it had its hair combed back, is what I'm trying to say here. And it didn't have, does, is the crest always up or is it sometimes combed back? Um, Maybe it was the cardinal, actually. I think we're gonna have to go with cardinal, because um, yeah, yeah, it has that the red face with the or no, no, that's the other one. The male cardinal has a black mask. It it definitely had a black mask on. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, we'll go with cardinal. Uh, I do love uh, cardinals. Uh, I am just a little surprised that it didn't have a crest maybe it was a young um a young cardinal uh maybe you know a young male cardinal because the, the males are the ones that are that are red um maybe they get the crest when they're a little older uh, or else maybe he um you know he got into some uh 
some water here and he and that's why his you know his crest was comb, combed back um or else maybe it was a, a very small crest not really sure because i but i didn't get you know enough time here to really spot it but i'm pretty sure i mean it must have had one you know it must have had one um anyways moving on here um anyways what were we talking about um uh, so it is friday uh, which is always great and um uh, so on fridays let's just you know talk about uh, uh we've been talking about magic and demons the occult the esoteric um you know things that seem and what lies beyond transcendentalism and what is and what is not and is there a difference between those things um and you know today we're going to get a little bit more um you know physical a little bit more physical today um and uh we're gonna just push forward here so we're gonna talk about pushing forward or pulling oneself uh either up or forward probably like at a diagonal yeah it's a it's a diagonal it's a diagonal pool kind of think about like the uh hypotenuse so yeah yeah that's it the hypotenuse think about pythagoras um you know um a squared plus b squared equals c squared uh and the, the pythagorean theorem um we don't need to go into it you know uh, but the, Pythag the pythagorean theorem is you know one of the most important uh equations that um um that uh that humans um know it's it is what it is and you know actually pythagoras oh, this is cool i'm glad we're getting into pythagoras uh so pythagoras was um um a greek uh greek philosopher and in the, in that period um philosopher is a is a very general uh general word for um for for a person who who really you know fought hard about the world but this included you know um everything from you know geometry to um you know uh questions of morality so a philosopher was it's a very broad um um uh idea back then it's not just like what it is now um it's very different so point being is that um uh pythagoras is also almost a mystical figure um and there's a lot of you know of strange stories about him there's a it's, there really is um and you know besides being one of the most important um you know uh uh proponents of 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 want using uh you know the the mind to um better understand the physical world um and uh and you know he really he laid some of the foundations of uh of modern geometry of math which you know then you know gave way to physics soon after and it's it's really you can't overstate his influence in math and um and in philosophy um but what the, also the interesting stuff about him are these stories is there is not that much known about his life and um excuse me ah oh, god that's good um i'm gonna do one more <laughs> yeah yeah so um pythagoras um so pythagoras is a mystical figure um there are 
I mean, this we can go real deep here. Should we go? How deep should we go? It is Friday. Should we really go deep? Um, so Pythagoras. Uh, I mean, he had um. He also had they say like a, like a semi cult. Um, there was like a cult to him. So think about it. this is like a mathematician. Um, uh, some say he. I mean, he was a genius. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, a philosopher. Um, you know, a thinker out there. But he also had the. A, like a religious cult to him because um in his what they were it's hard to 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 really explain the differences i mean you're talking about people um like who who really started to lay the foundations i mean of you know of understanding reality okay and and really in concrete terms instead of just saying that okay zeus zeus is the one who's causing all these phenomena all around us instead of doing that no you start to lay you know no okay principles rational principles here that you know that okay and that you can follow ratios the golden ratio these other things that are attributed to pythagoras as well um and, you know, the fact that A squared plus B squared always equals C squared in a, on a right triangle. I mean, always. So that's not, that's something that is replicated through nature, that is re that um, that humans can replicate as well, This those ratios right there. I mean, these are, that is pure math, the language of the universe, okay? So the fact that once you're able to grasp that, and he also got into harmonics and, you know, started to lay the foundations of uh, of melody harmony of music uh, pythagoras is the one that was responsible for all this the differences between how long a string is and you know the the note that is that um that is uh produced when you vibrate strings of different lengths and how there's a ratio between you know the frequency of the wavelength created by the undulation of the string um, to the length of the string. These are all things that Pythagoras really um, was the first one to to understand. Um, and so it, it's it's a huge shift in um, in consciousness from um, from just saying that everything's caused by you know the gods here. And but then being able to say, okay, but uh, these things are principles that I can then write down and reproduce, and I can know that okay, that that no matter you know if it's rainy or sunny, okay, so let you know like if Zeus is there or is not there, because you know Zeus really was supposed to be out there if it was uh, you know thunderstorm, but you know this ratios would still hold, so it must be like independent of of the gods perhaps. So that's a whole shift in consciousness. And, you know, there was, um, he actually had a cult that were, um, I mean, what is a cult and what is not a cult? Um, some say it was also like, a, like, you know, Plato later on had his, uh, the Academy, the, the Academy of Plato. Um, but, um, also, uh, you know, Pythagoras is one of the first ones to also have the same thing. And, um, and I think, or was it the plate was it Plato's Academy the one that says let none enter of geometry let no one ignorant of geometry enter here uh, if I remember that was what was written at the uh, above the entrance way to the Academy um, 
I'm pretty sure that was Plato's Academy, not Pythagoras's Academy, though Pythagoras is the one who laid all that stuff down beforehand. Thus, later on, that knowledge got, um, you know, passed on to Plato eventually, eventually. And so that's why it was knowing geometry was considered so fundamental that it was, I mean, it's like a, it's a complete break with everyone else around you. I mean, imagine those times. Um, we're talking about Pythagoras is probably around uh, 600 BC, 500 BC, or to 600 BC, something like that. Um, you can double check that if, if you're so inclined. I would say, I I think the range that I'm guessing is 700 to 500 BC. Uh, I think 500. Uh, but point being um, that um, that Pythagoras, um, you know, geometry, the importance of geometry, the importance of uh, as of geometry as being something that really was a um, like a, it showed that you were that you weren't just a barbarian. OK, let's put it that way. Um, and the Greeks were I mean, they're the ones who really thought that uh, um, anyone who well, anyone who really wasn't Greek was considered a barbarian. But, you know, specifically also, I mean, once you get into, you know, more inner circles, um, those who were ignorant of geometry were also not considered to be, you know, allowed to know more because they were considered, you know, they didn't know what was going on, basically. Um, I don't want to go into deeply into this, but also, you know, there's, you know, uh, ideas that Pythagoras may have... Uh, uh, traveled to Egypt at a young age, and that's where he got a lot of his um his his knowledge. Um, uh, I mean, the Egyptian, you know, the Egyptians were were uh, obviously before you know the the golden age of Greece, so they were extremely important in the uh, in the whole Mediterranean basin, and in you know in the uh, it's the cradle of civilization. Um, obviously, you have Mesopotamia over there too. Um, but you know, the, I mean, the, the old and, and new, uh, kingdoms there, you know, um, uh, the dynasties, um, there's some, we don't have to go into deeply into Egypt today, but, oh my God, there's just, you know, so much to, to think about and to study when it comes to that. But there are, you know, legends that perhaps Pythagoras, um, was a disciple of some, you know, Egyptian, um, um, you know, priests over there who, who passed on this sacred information, uh, and then he eventually brought it to uh, to Greece, and and that's where you know um, he then because he was Greek, um, and that's where he, you know, started to really teach, and from then on you get eventually obviously Socrates, Plato, um, uh, Aristotle, and then you get the, you know, the pre-Socratics as well. Um, uh, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite philosophers, uh, one of the, the pre, one of the pre-Socratic, the Heraclitus, um, and it's Heraclitus is, I mean, another of these mystical, uh, figures, um, you know, the, the pre-Socratics are a whole different thing because that's a whole different shift. Once Socrates comes into, comes into the, uh, comes onto the scene here, uh, there's another shift in consciousness, um. But the point being that Pythagoras um, is um, is uh, a fascinating one of these figures because, I mean, he's, um, whereas, you know, Socrates was more of a, 
of uh, you know a logician uh, and uh, you know talks more about ethics, morality, um, philosophy, natural philosophy from a at a very abstract sense, and obviously the the Socratic method and all these things. But at the same time, you know, Pythagoras is the one who really introduces math and geometry and harmonics and music into the into the you know the consciousness here or at least the consciousness of greece which then becomes you know eventually um the you know the hellenistic world when alexander the great comes onto the scene after you know succeeds his father philip ii also known as philip the one-eyed philip the great um and who gets assassinated and thus uh, alexander the great takes the throne and takes command of the armies of uh, macedon of his father and then ends up um uh, you know conquering most of the the known world and a lot of the unknown world at the time you know, without going in too much into you know this is basically you know 101 of western civilization obviously nowadays these topics are much more um well, they're just harder to talk about, basically, because what is Western civilization and what is not? Is there such an idea as the West versus the East? Uh, and, you know, and it's just, but that does not take away from the fact that these things happened. All right. I know, you know, cancel culture and all these things, but, and, you know, they want to perhaps say not talk about these things because they're very difficult subjects. But that does not mean these things did not happen. But it does mean that we need to, and I do agree with that, that we do need to um, um, analyze and um, critique uh, these things in a different light, perhaps. There's nothing wrong with that, as long as we're still talking about these things and we're not just, um, you know, um, putting them in the closet and not thinking about them, okay? Um, as long as we're not doing that, um, I don't really have a problem with it because every every um, generation has its own uh, viewpoints on the past and that's that's just what it is there's no way around that and yeah i mean there's no reason to get triggered there really isn't you know if some people are afraid to talk about these things for whatever reasons and like i said most people a lot of people in this day and age, not most people, a lot of people in this day and age are afraid of it because um, they're afraid that, um, you know, something might happen to them. Um, obviously, um, it is, I mean, I'm going to drag on here. You know, I don't know if you guys want to hear all this stuff, if you all, excuse me, want to hear all, hear all of this. Um, but um, uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go like five more minutes. Okay. Uh, so. The, the thing is, especially, you know, especially now, uh, you know, where, where, you know, times are changing. Um, and actually this Sunday, it's, it's Juneteenth. Um, and that's a, a federal holiday in the United States of America, where, which is um, celebrating the emancipation of African Americans in the, in, the, in the United States. Okay, so with this, let's just, so that's all an idea. And that's a new, a relatively new holiday. Uh, that didn't exist. Um, I think it. I, I think it's very new. I don't know how new it is. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna look that up. Actually, that's interesting. How new is Juneteenth? As a as a federal holiday. Yeah, it literally last year. Oh my god, 
I knew it was new. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was that new. June seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. Wait. Wait, is today Juneteenth? I'm so confused. Is today? Juneteenth is this Sunday, June nineteenth, two thousand twenty-two. What is going on? I'm sorry. Oh, it was recognized on June seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. Um, okay, but it's, it's, the date is June 19th, which would be the Sunday. Um, okay, so anyways, very new, very new holiday. So it's, and, so you had this whole idea of the, well, here we're in the United States of America, the, the celebrating the emancipation of the, the African Americans uh, in the United States of America. Um, you know, we don't have to go into deeply the Civil War, um, you know, the Union, the Confederacy, all these things. But we're, I'm talking about way far back. Um, and, uh, you know, the Greeks had slaves, but this whole, the entire, the entire ancient world had slaves. Um, and most, a lot of the modern world had slaves as well, obviously. I mean, we've only just signed, uh, the United States of America has only just signed this, um, uh, holiday just this holiday was literally created last year so i mean and modern slaves exist um actually all over the world right now there's a ton in the middle east and africa still um i'm sure there's in other parts of the world as well um but there's a lot in the middle east right now um but uh point being what is my point here that i think these ideas are are harder to um to discuss now because um you know it is in the background of all these ideas are, um, you know, figures of masters and slaves. Um, that's just, you know, a part of, of what was going on back then. And it, there's just, it, it was very much masters and slaves. Um, like, of course, you know, that's in the Greeks, this whole idea that, you know, that the Greeks were democratic. I mean, sure that they you know probably invented the idea or at least were the first ones to you know to really incorporate democracy on a larger scale but that larger scale is literally only um i think it was at its max in in maybe athens i don't it, i mean it was literally the 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 male you'd have to be a male um and it was uh I mean, the ratios for a lot of these city-states, I think, were like, you know, 5% of the population controlling, you know, the rest of the 95% were slaves. Uh, the thing is, though, they, they weren't in in Greece, at least, they, for the most part, they were not um, African slaves. So they were not black slaves in, in Greece. Um, obviously, in Egypt, in Egypt, they were, uh, they would probably be, um, I mean, they would be African slaves. Um, I don't know if they would be all sub-Saharan African slaves. Um, so this is just very deep waters here when you get to these things. Um, and, you know, obviously for a lot of people, it's, it's these are difficult things to talk about, um, especially now in the United States of America, which is, you know, which now has an emancipation day. But perhaps this will make it easier to talk about. That's my hope that, you know, these things can be easier to talk about. Um, because they happened in the past and they're still part of world history and they are, you know, they really, um, you know, influence what's going on today for good and bad or bad, uh, you know, ugly or beautiful. So it's very, 
I think, important to talk about. Um, but, um, but yeah, but yeah, um, Pythagoras and the likes, let's just think about, um, I mean, it's Friday, I don't even know, do you want homework tonight, do you, um, I don't know, I'm going to be releasing some extra material tonight, um, that you can find that at uh, www.fed965.com. That's www.fed965.com. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll let's just keep talking about and thinking about Pythagoras. And um, and also, um, you know, as we go into this uh, Juneteenth weekend, um, why don't we just keep, you know, talking about and thinking about um, the um, emancipation of the um, uh, the African Americans in the United States, and also um, you know the the state of slaves in the world at the moment, uh, and um, and uh, questions of morality. Yeah, let's put in questions of morality. Make this a little interesting. Um, so, is are those other countries or all around the world immoral countries um, if they still have slaves? Uh, so are there are there people in those countries immoral? And if they are, um, uh, should we do anything about that? We in the general sense, without you know, and I want this to be an only a United States of America podcast. It's very important. Um, so I don't want to only be thinking in terms of the United States. I think that's very important. Um, so w perhaps then, because to those countries, um, perhaps they think that they are morally in the right um, for, for having slaves. And so and then do they look at the United States of America as a immoral country? And if so, um, where do you stand on this? And how does this relate to uh, the emancipation of uh, enslaved African-Americans? Um, and well, why don't we just think about that? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, so we're thinking about emancipation and morality at a global scale. And, um, and yeah, and with that, you know... You know, have a great Friday. Yeah, it's the start of the weekend, which is always awesome, isn't it? It's just awesome. And, uh, and yeah, and, you know, I got a few other things to do, you know. I got things to do. Um, you know, I don't want to get into deeply all the specifics of all the things I'm going to do. Um, but you can you can just imagine. Take a guess. Why don't you just take a guess at what I'm going to do. Um, but, yeah, enjoy, and I will see you soon. I just wanted to clarify that I accidentally called the White Mountain National Forest a uh, national park. It is not a national park. It is a national forest. And the same um, uh, goes for the uh, Green, Mountain, Green Mountain National Forest, which I mistakenly called a national park. Um, these, are, uh, these are not uh, national parks. They are national forests. And without getting into deeply here, but um, there is a difference between national parks and national forests. 
and um, the uh, the Green Mountain National Forest and the White Mountain National Forest are uh, absolutely spectacular, and uh, I highly recommend them for anyone looking for a um, you know a fantastic getaway, um, and um, and uh, maybe I I will you know come back to this and you know we can really um you know dive into um you know the the national forests and the national park systems and 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 how amazing they are and you know there's just a lot of uh you know there's a lot of mystery and a lot of uh you know mystery in the in the mystical sense and a lot of um you know, uh, of things that you can get out of that, uh, those experiences in those uh, national forests and in the national parks at large. But I just want to clarify uh, those two things. And uh, I apologize again for any misunderstanding. Um, those are national forests, not national parks. And um, and the, the Allagash um, is actually a, uh, a wilderness. It is the Allagash wilderness. And that's a whole different thing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but anyways, uh, you know, have a, have a great day and, uh, I will see you soon.